0: Welcome to the Court Report. This is episode four of our podcast. If you're new here, make sure to go check out episodes one, two, and three. This episode, we have a couple things planned for you, with the main point of the episode being the NBA Finals that are currently underway with the Los Angeles Lakers leading the Miami Heat three to one. Now, on to our tonight's
1: host, David Thurman. Thank you, Randall. Um, as you said, I'm tonight's host. I'm here with Randall and Zach. And I just want to say, I've been seeing on, like, Twitter and Instagram, people have already bought their NBA championship Lakers shirts. Is the series already over? Is it time to start buying the shirts, Zach?
2: Um, you know, I think it is, personally. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but... I don't see the Lakers pulling the Clippers or the Warriors, you know. I don't see them blowing this 3-1 lead. It's kind of a done series. The one game that they won, Jimmy Butler had an amazing game, 40-point triple-double, you know. AD scored 15, LeBron scored 25. It was kind of a bad outing for the entire Lakers team. Um, I, I, you know, I don't like to jump the gun on, to, on anything, but I think you could say that the series is kind of wrapped up. I wouldn't buy anything right now because that's kind of stupid. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um
0: It's not over, obviously, because they're in the bubble. There's been, like, already three 3-1 leads blown. So it's definitely not out of the question. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is the Lakers are just the better team most nights. The only time that they're not is when the Heat are on fire. You like that yeah. pun? Heat fire like a Latino booty, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then, but the Lakers are. It's doubtful that the Heat um, make this comeback happen. So I'm not, but I'm not buying merch for it because you have to be pretty dumb to do that. The series is not over, so you wouldn't want to waste your money if they blow it. It's doubtful. Like I give the Heat like a 10% chance to win it, but. It's not out of the question if you know what I'm saying. You feel my vibe,
1: boy. I feel your vibe, Randall. I'm saying the same thing. Like if most years I'd say it's probably, you know, ninety nine percent over. But the it's the bubble. Anything can happen, the bubble, you know what I mean? And like if any year is a year for it to come back to happen, I'd say it's this year. But who do you have anyone wanna change their finals MVP predictions? If we Do we we gave those? Well, we, yeah, last last episode we did. Okay, I don't. Well, uh, what what do you two say, AD? I said Bam. <laughs> oh, oh, you said it. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, uh, I'm going with. Uh, well, oh, you it's tough because it AD and LeBron are like they're statistically evenly matched. Uh, LeBron James has only outscored AD by seven points.
2: Um, LeBron um, James has 111. Anthony Davis has what one oh four? Yeah, one oh four. LeBron James leads in rebounds and assists. But yeah, NBA LeBron James has seven steals. more rebounds.
0: Um, yeah. LeBron he has way. Uh, LeBron has a lot more assists, so that's over. But AD has one more steal, I think. I think it's four to three and a couple more blocks. AD's shooting better, so it's, yeah. it's kind of anyone's game right now. It's all going to depend on Game Five if that's the deciding game. If not, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? They could be choking. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I'm going with AD just because it's LeBron James. Come on. You know that man. I'm
2: going to choke. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the obvious one here. I'm going to go with LeBron. Uh, You know, he has more points. He has more rebounds. He obviously has more assists. I think he could come back and kind of take more steals too. Anthony Davis is shooting ridiculously uh, in the finals right now. He, he's shooting 60% for the field, and he's uh, 54% from three. He's six for 11. He's not taking a lot, but when he is taking them, he's making them, which is insane numbers for him. Um, I think it's uh, kind of LeBron's race to lose at this point because in the past, I know that they've given it to people that just outscore and out-rebound uh, their – and out-assist, obviously, their um, counterpart teammate, so I think – one, because it's LeBron James, and two, because he has more points, assists, and rebounds. So they're going to give it to LeBron.
1: Yeah, i would say the same thing. If I was a like betting man, I'd put all my money on LeBron. LeBron's going to win the finals AP. But if I was choosing, I'd give it to Anthony Davis personally. Just because, like, last they might give was, it
0: to LeBron, but he doesn't deserve yeah. it. Yeah. You
1: know, well, sure. I mean, yes, he, he does. No, no, he won't
2: deserve it. it. He will. He's going he <laughs> to choke. No, he's not. He 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 definitely deserves it. It's just Anthony Davis is what twenty seven and he's doing this wait, wait. in his
1: first finals ever. Wait wait. Yeah. Jimmy Butler went crazy in Game Three. He had forty points or whatever, right? Game Four, Anthony Davis got the matchup of, it, of Jimmy for the second half of the game. He had four blocks, crazy numbers. He shut him down. Had two clutch blocks. He hits. He has the craziest when he hits those fading sh- midis. The post middies, he hits it like two, three people. Doesn't matter. He hits it splash every time. It's so clean. So that's a difficult shot too. If I was, if I was awarding get, get it, I'd give Anthony Davis, but I think LeBron will win it probably.
2: Game three, when the starting lineup came out, they had Dwight on Bam, and then they had Anthony Davis on Jimmy. When they were doing that, they, they Jimmy Butler started the game five for five. You <laughs> You're retarded. Bam didn't play game three. Game game four. My bad. Game four. When when they started game four, um, 80 was on uh, Jimmy and Dwight was on BAM, right? And Jimmy Butler started the game five for five. And then it was when they rotated LeBron on unintentionally at first off of the screen and then Jimmy Butler started to miss. And then if you notice this, uh, I think it was Jeff Van Gunny that pointed it out. When Jimmy exited the game, so did LeBron. And then when Jimmy came back in, so did LeBron. Because throughout that, kind of six minutes-ish left in the first and then second and third quarter, when LeBron was guarding Jimmy, he was doing it really well. Jimmy went from five for five to five th- for nine. And then he stopped taking shots and he started passing up open lamps well, When yeah. LeBron was guarding him on the pick and roll and he went low and he wanted Jimmy to take the three because in his 40-point game in game three, zero Jimmy threes. Butler shot zero... Yeah, he shot zero threes. Crazy. That's not Which true. Was, yes, it is. It is true. He took, uh, Took zero threes. And he he became one of three people. And one the other one the, one of the other ones was Shaq. I don't remember who the third person was. But he took zero threes. So they started playing him really low. And I think that was one, an amazing defensive strategy by Frank Frank and the Lakers. Wow. And two he doesn't shoot. Let's not guard the three
0: point line. <laughs> Genius <laughs> by Frank right there.
2: <laughs> well, okay, no, but like here's the thing. Jimmy Butler's been shooting threes really well throughout the entire bubble. So, just to guard, not guard him and let him have that space would be seen as stupid from, like, other teams. Like, during the Celtics in Easter Eastern Conference Finals, he shot really well from three. In games one and two, he did, too. But when you when you start to look at it as, oh, nine feet down, he's really good. But kind of from above that, he's just a little bit average. So, they played him low, and it was working really well, and they they stopped him. And Anthony Davis, when he got switched back onto Jimmy, started to play a lot better. But in the beginning of the game, I don't
1: know what it was. He just couldn't guard him. Yeah, game three, Jimmy got all the points off. They do, like, Duncan or Tyler Hero would come to set screen from, And Jimmy get a mismatch with, like, Alex Crusoe or Rondo or KCP or Danny Green. And he just drove. any got every time. But in game four... They to the screen and either like LeBron or AD or Dwight would just just go under the screen super far and just dare Jimmy to shoot it and he just yeah. didn't he just didn't do it and you can't drive the same way you do on Oksprus so you do AD and I mean it's Frank Vogel strategy it's Jimmy Butler needs to be more willing to shoot threes make them he shot two threes I think last game missed them both uh, um question from the host. Does this season, this playoff, this championship that presumably the Lakers will win, does it have an actress on it? I'll oh, go different. first. Yes. And uh,
0: why? 100%. <laughs> Let me explain why. The It is extremely different. Like, there is no home games. There are no away games. There's no travel days. There's no fans. And... People, Some people don't realize it, but fans have a, a huge impact on games. Like, if you hit a three and everyone goes crazy, you're going to be pretty excited. You're going to be pretty confident in yourself. If you hit a three in the bubble and your teammates are like, good shot, Danny, which Danny Green has not made it. that I'm having, having Danny Green. But if you hit a three in the bubble, your teammates are excited for you. But it's not like you're not super excited about it. It's not – The bubble is just not as exciting this year as a normal finals. It doesn't feel like finals. I'm not just saying that because my team's not in it. My team has never been in it. The Clippers have never been in it. So I know what a finals feels like, and this does not feel like a finals. It feels like, you know, it feels like they're just finishing out the season because they had to and they wanted to, not because, you know, it's exciting. It's It's what the people want, but it's not how I wanted it. But I don't know what else they could have done, so I
2: give them props for that, I guess. I agree. I think that there's a hundred and twenty percent asterisk on this, and I think we've both been saying this. All three of us actually have been saying this for um, since the bubble started. You know, they didn't finish out the regular season, um, not to the full eighty two games at least, and throughout the playoffs, the Clippers like it's it's a different atmosphere. You know, the Clippers one I don't think would have blown a three one lead um, if they weren't in the bubble. LeBron fan me seeing you know six or seven of these like finals basically in a row and him going to 10 straight, or not 10 straight, but 10, um, you, you you get the feel of the finals, you know. You get the feel of watching it, the, you know, nerve wrackingness of it, and your anxiety starts to go up. And there's not an atmosphere there anymore. It just feels like I'm watching a regular season ex- exhibition game, you know, or, like, some practice games where people just kind of, you know, hold it to a higher standard almost. Um, with that being said, I- I'm still excited for it. And I still think it's great that the Lakers are going to win. And I think that it's great that LeBron's going to need his fourth ring. But it's it's not what a final should be. And I, I agree with Randall on that point. Like, if you look at Oracle, um, Oracle Arena when the Warriors were having their heyday and going through their, you know, like, uh, final series runs, that was crazy. It was so loud in there. People Like, it changed the way games were played so much. And – you don't have that now, you know? Like, I think it would have been great for American Airlines Arena and all the fans there to see Jimmy drop a 40-point triple-double, you know? And I think it would have been great for the Lakers fans in game one to see them dominate, you know? But you can't have that right now, and that sucks. But I think that there will be an asterisk, but you can't you can't undermine uh, – like the finals winners, whether it's the Heat or the Lakers, you can't say, Oh, they oh, league I league. will, in bubble, <laughs> blah blah blah. But that's for another episode, you, you, but but you can't, you know. Oh, I will, it's still fun, fi- it's still finals, it's still a playoffs. So you still blew a 3 1 lead. That's so.
0: literally so unrelated.
1: Good point, though, you dumb. <laughs> f- <Okay. laughs> so, as I was saying, this season definitely the actors on it because. The atmosphere is different. You have to like, give props to the NBA for putting the bubble together. They did a great job. There's only, like, no outbreaks, only a couple, like, situations with Lou Will and Rashawn Holmes and Daniel House, <laughs> But they did a good job keeping everything contained and doing a great, great job of that. But in the same sentence, there were some performances that was, like, I wonder if this is going to be, like, they're declining, or is this a this because of the bubble? So I'm going to ask you guys who was one player you were disappointed in in the finals or just playoffs in general? Paul George. Um, yeah. How about one player from the finals? This is the final episode.
0: Gordon Jones. Danny Green.
1: He got hurt. Yeah. See, personally, I'm saying Anthony Davis because when Bam's out, he had Myers Leonard and Kelly Olynyk on him. Like... I he I realized averaging twenty five great numbers, he should be dropping thirty five forty a night. Who's going to stop on their team? Iggy, like Jay Crowder, like he obviously thirty points a game is great. You can't fault him on that, but he could done better.
2: You know, to be honest, I agree with that. Um, I, I said Danny Green originally cause, just because he has not been shooting well, but that's like you know that's that's minuscule to the Lakers. When, when you have a player that's supposed to be dropping 25 plus 30 a night, you know, and he hasn't, he should have been doing this a long time ago. Like he was playing PJ Tucker and uh, Rocco and he wasn't dropping 30 a night, you know, Yeah, he and was. There, no, 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 he wasn't. He played really, you know, underwhelming for playing two people that were under six, eight, And now you're playing Myers Leonard and Kelly Olenek, who, yeah, they're a little bit bigger, but they're not the best defenders in the world, you know, and you're Anthony Davis. You're supposed to be able to be that person that draws a double team when you get the catch off of someone's pass, you know, that they won't let you put the ball on the floor because you're that dangerous. But when you drop 15 in a finals game, when you're supposed to be the first or second option, on the best team in the league, it's it's very underwhelming as, you know, someone's rooting for the Lakers. And don't get me wrong, he's a great player. He's been playing great, played great game one and two, played great game four, but there's no excuses for not being able to take, you know, Myers Leonard off the dribble or post-up Kelly Olenek.
1: Riddle?
0: I have no opinion. I don't go f***ing about who's left. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the um, Pelicans, when Anthony was on the Pelicans... So, there's a theory when Anthony was on the Pelicans that putting a smaller Ford on him got him into... Like, he had trouble with that, was the theory. And it I kind of come back in some instances... I- Iguodala's getting him trouble, Jake Crowder's getting him trouble at times. There's times when he just dominates, they can't do anything. But at times he you can see where he kinda has issues. He's not as fast and he gets some charges, he gets called on him. But I think this next offseason, he's gonna be unstoppable. <laughs>
2: um, I can see that definitely. You know, I didn't really watch him too much when he was on the Pelicans because he was the f- Pelicans and who wanted to watch that. But you know, I, I, I can definitely see that, especially throughout these playoffs. He definitely does a little bit better than he should on bigger people. And I think part of that kind of has to come with him growing that, like, historic, like, seven inches, you know, where he went from being a point guard to, uh, you know, the power forward center that we know him as today. But, like, it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like he should still have some of that point guard skill in him, especially on offense. Like, he can guard you know, smaller guys like Jimmy Butler and even, you know, Tyler Hero when, because he has that lateral quickness because he is fast. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that he doesn't do, you know, better against smaller people when he's, he's huge, you know? Yeah. Well, to wrap it up here, David, what do you think that he had the heat
1: have to do to come out and win game from, If I was Eric Spolstra, one, I'd be just annoyed. Because game one, you have your game plan. You have your starting lineup available. And you're doing well first quarter. You you did pretty well. And it kind of starts going down. Kind of getting... It's going bad. Then Gorn gets hurt. Then Bam gets hurt. And now you're missing two of your best players. Game two, you have to redesign your whole offense without Gorn and Bam. And you can't ask someone to change their whole offense in the matter of one day and try to be successful. And I did not expect them to win that game. Not a lot of people did. So now they're down 0-2. Game 3, they finally, you know, get the offense down, which is give Jimmy the ball. <laughs> and he scores 40 points. In game 4, you get banned back. So now you try to go back to your old offense a little bit, but you kind of stick with that old plan the same way. Didn't work out. Game five. If they want to get win game five, one, Jimmy has to want to shoot the three, has to make shooting threes. And B, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero need to be wiped out. And C, Bam needs to be more aggressive. Bam, he shot great. He shot like you oh, shot so well from the field, but he only shot like eight shots. He needs to shoot more. He's too good a player to not shoot as much as he. As much as he needs to.
2: Yeah, I was you know, I was interested about that because in game four he what did he have sixteen Something like that, and he only missed like two shots. Yeah, yeah, he was making me real mad at watching the game because every single time he would go up on like KCP or Alex Cruz when he get a little bit of bumping, and then he get then he get a foul call and it always be an and one and it pissed me off. But like after the you know mid third quarter, I didn't see him play.
1: But he was in though. He was in. He just didn't take shots. Yeah, it was it was just, pretty odd. He just was just not aggressive, and it was just really weird because he was doing really well, and he just stopped shooting. He needs to be more aggressive. I agree. Well, that's gonna be all. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, make sure to go check out the other episodes if you haven't already, and drop out about the NBA. Might be a little outdated, but. You might enjoy them, and if you do, tune in next week and the week after that, week after that, for some off season, because the off season is when all the teams get mixed up, and we'll really get to see what's going to happen next year. And um, until next time, they coming me in the poo, because all I do is eat doo doo.